You know, I've watched people do this before, and uh, there's no uh, formula for this. I'm going to retire uh, at the end of February after a marvelous 45 years at this incredible television station and at your side. Um, you know, I'm going on 72, or I will be mm-hmm. in February. And uh, let me tell you something. We all get to the point where you have to make a decision, is it time to retire? Um, and it's the toughest decision I can tell you about. And that was uh, October of last year. And uh, now we are getting down to the wire as Tom Skilling wraps up a phenomenal career at WGN-TV after 45 years and is so generous to come in to join us here for the next two hours this morning. Tom, we've been saying that we were going to do this. I know. Probably for about most of those 45 years to come and be on the radio show like this. And, you know, life gets in the way and things come up. Doesn't it? But I, uh, here you are. You know what, Dean? Well, first of all, um, I you know, I've been down here to the radio station uh, since the move was made to this facility only once. Yeah. And it was a couple of years ago, and I, I was trying to think, what I was here for, we were feeding something to the Weather Channel, some audio or something, and found out the best way to do it was through here. But what a studio. I, I, You know, your listeners ought to see what we're looking at here. We overlook the Chicago River and Lake Michigan, and it's a gorgeous day. And, Dean, to be with you, I, I'll tell you something. You know, we've talked about getting together for dinner, yep. and uh, we haven't done that. Um, maybe we'll start doing that now. No, they, you know, no, they, well, a little more time. Yeah, no, well, I mean, <laughs> you, you take uh, you know Tom, who starts. He wakes up and he's on the computers, working on his weather. And I'm in California or New York or you know someplace. In, well, you in, interviewing. You the, are the hardest working person in this business. I I don't know how you do what you do. You're up in the morning on the morning show, which in and of itself is a phenomenon that broadcast phenomenon that you guys all <laughs> produce in the mornings um and dean my gosh you're you're previewing movies and all and flying all over the universe well it's, i i say amazing. that i say that only that, that you know that's why we haven't had time and yeah i think that's why this is part of the my bittersweet feeling about you retiring i'm so happy for you huh. that you'll be able to relax a little bit uh, of course we're going to miss you on the air tremendously huh. nobody does it like you but i'm so happy that you'll be able to do things now you'll have time to do things that you you want to do and <laughs> that make you happy uh i i hope i hope that's what's going to happen you know dean this is um strange uh uncharted territory for me i worked since i was a teenager and the idea of not working and having a regular routine is is very strange i don't know how this will all work out it's a work in progress but you know uh dean i'll tell you i started having some vertigo spells a couple months ago and the traffic driving in, uh, I start in the morning at 8 o'clock, and then I'm usually done with my research and heading into the station at 3.30, right at the height of traffic. And I, one day it just got to the point that I thought, I, I've got to change something yeah. in this life. You know, when, yeah. when if you ever had vertigo, I mean, when this is where the world starts spinning all of a sudden with no advance warning, um, you, 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 you literally can't stand up. And you figure it's your body telling you, maybe it's time to slow down a little bit. So that's where we're at. But having said that, I hope to continue um, doing some things with this station. And uh, 
I, you know, I love the weather. My passion for the weather has always been there. My parents could never figure out what they had done wrong to get somebody so interested in the weather. I This started at what age? I don't, I can't give you an age. I just know it's always been there. You know, I used to have paper roots as a kid. And I go through the instrument catalogs, weather instrument catalogs, and dream about. I even I even wanted to put a bedroom radar set in, and I wrote the Bendix Corporation. Now this is as a teenager who's earning three dollars a week with a paper route. You know? So that's how you know you talk about being naive. Uh, I tell young people who've come through our office, I said, be too dumb to know you're not supposed to be able to do what you want to do and go for it, you know, and try, and you never know what may come of the whole thing. But, um, my gosh, it's led to a heck of a career. Now, and, you, as as a kid, yeah. you were you were doing what kind of what I was doing. I was being a pretend radio sure, DJ. Sure, sure. And you were doing actual weather forecasts with whatever materials that you could find. And wound up on WKKD. That's right. In Aurora, uh, one of the, one of the two radio stations in Aurora. In Aurora, yeah. And I worked at the other one. WMRO. Not at the same time, but I, yeah. I came uh, later on. Yeah. But it's so funny that our paths kind of I know. Al- almost crossed out there. But you were doing weather forecasts as a teenager, right, on, on the radio. Well, let me tell you how that came into being. I, You know, I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't remember it. Only lived there two years. My folks are natives of western Pennsylvania. And then my dad was a mechanical engineer by trade. Um, he sold large industrial valves to uh, power plants and to water treatment facilities. And he was transferred from Pittsburgh out to New York City and did the commute into New York for 13 years. And so we I grew up uh, in those years in New Jersey. And I as a young kid interested in the weather, you didn't have internet access in those days. Um, so the only source of real-time weather information you had were t- newspaper weather maps. And then there was a publication that came out of Washington, D.C. from the superintendent of documents. They called it the Daily Weather Map. It was a beautiful thing. They had a surface weather map, uh, upper air charts in it, uh, uh, the plots of the rain and uh, temperature and so forth that had occurred around the country. When I lived in New Jersey, I could get that the next day. It was mailed from Washington, and you got it in the mail the next day. When we moved out here, my dad was transferred out to Aurora uh, with Henry Pratt Company, of all where that terrible shooting was a couple yeah, years ago. Right. And um, uh, it, it, this was quite a transition. I realized... Uh, I was more a Midwesterner than I was an Easterner. I, you know, the whole lifestyle here was so different and so much more attractive to me. But I found that that weather map publication I got arrived four days late. Mm. So, so I, I thought, well, what am I going to do about this? And I sat down and wrote what I'm told was an eight-page letter to WKKD <laughs> with. Uh, claiming, uh, you know, having the audacity to suggest I do a better weather forecast for them in Aurora than they were getting from Chicago, 40 miles away. <laughs> and, you know, I think I wasn't very sure myself. So I, I look back at that and I think the audacity of this kid to, you know, even presuppose, uh, make that proposition to a radio station. But I, the, the goal was to get some weather maps. Yeah. So the program director, a fellow by the name of Rusty Tim and I, drove into Woodlawn Avenue, the University of Chicago campus, which is where the then Weather Bureau hadn't been renamed the National Weather Service at that point, did the forecast for Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. All came out of that office, and then there was a public service office downtown here in the federal building. So 
we went in and we sat down with a fellow by the name of Joe Folks, who is the meteorologist in charge of the Chicago forecast office. And uh, I said, is there any chance of getting some weather maps? And he said, well, he thought about it for a second. And he said, if you pre-address and stamp envelopes for us, uh, and if the radio station will pay for the reproduction of the weather maps that they were plotting in office, uh, they had an aviation desk, a public desk, so they would plot weather maps in the office down there and zero or reproduce them on a Bruning architect diagram machine and provide copies to each of these desks. And then they would run an extra copy off and put it in the envelope and send it out to me. And that's how I got my weather maps. And, you know, years <laughs> later, when we were doing the Chicago Tribune weather page, I we brought four 40-year veterans of the Weather Service. Uh, one of whom was Paul Daly, who was head of the office here in Chicago for a long time. But some of these guys remembered packing up these maps, and they told me there were only two sets of maps sent out of the Chicago office every day. One went to Argonne National Laboratory, and the other one went <laughs> to, to, this, to Tom Skilling. And they, they said, everybody in the office said, who's this Tom Skilling that we're sending these maps to? Well, it was a 14-year-old kid. But, you know... They, it's it's one of the many examples of the way the National Weather Service um, has fostered the career of uh, young people who are interested in the weather, and I, uh, it changed my life. So I started, uh, I did a, a broadcast every morning in high school before I went to school, and uh, would go down to the post office and pick up these maps, and then I'd update it in the afternoon, and that began my broadcast weather career. I had never That's intended so to go into broadcasting. I I thought I'd work for the weather service yeah. didn't you also used to call harry volkman yes on the phone there was the yeah. channel five weatherman yeah oh uh, yeah another legend in chicago but uh a yeah. young tom skilling would what would you say to him what, 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 well it was funny uh, you know in those days you paid long that was long distance call from aurora <laughs> in here that's true yeah. and we were issued strict guidance in the skilling household that you did not make long distance calls but i would sneak a call into harry and tell him what the high and low temperature was and how much it had rained or snowed and uh, uh we later uh, later came in and visited harry at the merchandise mark when he was working at uh, channel five uh, I was talking to Eddie Volkman just the other day. His son, yeah, who of course right. has a radio career, right, right, and uh, uh, and then I in later years I visited John Coleman. I used to come down and visit. I had a friend who said, you know, watch this Coleman uh, character. He does. I thought, well, he's kind of a clown. But uh, <laughs> my friend said he does, you know, incredible amount of weather. He puts satellite images on for the first time on yeah. television and radar. And so I started watching John, and um, I would visit him as well. And it was amazing. We, we'd get together after our respective 10 o'clock shows when I started working here in Chicago and uh, uh, sit and talk. He'd come with his artist, Pam Peniston, and then he'd be up all night getting ready for Good Morning America and his weather feed there. But he was frustrated by the lack of time he had on the air and i said to him you know john one day there's going to be a cable tv operation where oh. they do weather 24 hours oh. and he looked at me two two weeks later he said you know that cable tv weather operation i've been working on that for the last two years and he's you know he spent years putting the weather channel together yeah. uh 
And uh, so that was fascinating. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk with uh, Tom and reminisce, and we've got some tapes (laughs) of uh, from from your past. Uh, oh my. Coming up, and tons of phone calls as well. 312-981-7200. Tom, you're on WGN with Tom Skilling. Good morning, Tom. Um, Hello, my name Tom. Is Tom Phillips. Yes. Uh, first of all, my father worked at the Illinois Equine Hospital, and because of that, we used to bring out brand new students out to Fermi Lab. Oh, Do you remember yes. any of this? That was the first time I ever met you. Oh. The second time my father was there, I was driving my father because he had a small eye irritation. Oh. He says, Tommy, Tommy, I'm not a little kid, Tommy. We're <laughs> going to go see a guy named Tom Skilling. I said, oh, Dad, I cannot wait to shake the man's hand. He says, what are you going to say to him? I said, Dad, i, I got to have something nice. So my dad and I were driving down Eola Road. Yeah. Off of Ferry Road. Sure. We got to the check-in point. <laughs> We had to go all the way around. Now, when I was a young person, we were picking up the kids right before they closed down that whole area to lock it down for a Fermi lab, okay? Yes. We thought that 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 was very dangerous, but it wasn't. My dad said this. You know that Tom Skilling? I says, yes. He says, we rely on him, Tom, for the forecast around the area for harvesting. He says, I said, okay, Dad. I says, what is it? He says, I want you to tell Tom Skilling that he's a human weather vane, an HWV. <laughs> now, watch this. An HWV, if you take the W and you go downward now, it's WGN. Isn't that so? Wow. Well, now, f- listen. Do you, now, when I, I approached you, what time, what, when do you think that would have happened possibly in your history of going out there, please? Well, you know you, what you're talking about, and first of all, Tom, it's great to talk to another Tom. Uh, and how nice! And uh, I'm fascinated by your... I'll, I'll only have people named Tom on the show. Like, oh, today. this is marvelous! I, you know, they're not naming people Tom anymore. What's up with that? That's I know not right. it's crazy. But Tom, you know, we what you're talking about are our Fermi Lab tornado seminars, and uh, we st- we did those for 37 years. Um, what a marvelous venue! Uh, there's a beautiful auditorium there on the. The grounds of the Fermilab National Accelerator Lab. And uh, I had a fellow who was an NIU student um, who called me up and said, what would you think about uh, in the early 80s? uh, What would you think about us doing a tornado seminar to talk about severe weather? And I said, I think it sounds like a great idea. So we started doing that. And for 38 years, we brought uh, the who's who of the severe weather research and forecast community through those seminars and i thank you for uh, uh, showing up um i to this day i have people come up to me and say boy we went to your fermilab tornado seminars just tom like you and your dad and your family members um that was amazing yeah. everybody who participated in that was had fun with that and the audiences that we'd have for that we just we marveled at that that people would take time out of their busy weekends to come out and hear us talk about severe weather those uh, those were legendary your fermi lab uh oh. visits there were legendary mary you're on wgn with tom skilling hi hi good morning hi mary uh, hi. hi tom <laughs> i'm so excited uh i i'll be brief i just want to say uh you get me through the Nine o'clock news at night. I'm a big WGN fan, and I just want to say 
well-deserved retirement. Enjoy yourself. And I hope one day I could say I'm retired. Well, I'll tell you, you'll get there, Mary. Uh, first of all, you're very sweet. Thank you very much. Uh, that, you're welcome. You know, I tell everybody, Mary, if nobody watches us in our line of work, we don't have a job. So uh, uh, yeah. thank you for my job yeah. and uh, for your loyal viewership all these years. We appreciate your call and every, everyone. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mary. No, I wanted to say I start from 6 a.m. in the oh. morning with Bob Surratt, and I gotcha. listen most of the day. Um, you know, I, I'm a little, I'm a little handicapped. I had an accident. So w, WGN people are my company. Oh, nice. Well, I, well, Bob Surratt is, is, is terrific. I've admired Bob's work for years and how nice yeah. of you to be a loyal uh, listener and viewer of WGN. Thank you for and that, so, Mary. It's so nice to Dean, talk to you. Dean is great, too. Yes. Dean, you're great. I was feeling left out for a minute, <laughs> no. so I appreciate that. No, never. The, <laughs> I every Sunday. We, we appreciate Thank it very much. Mark. Thank you for the call. 312-981-7200. Dean Richards, Chicago's WGN Radio 720. What will we do without you, Tom Skilling? Your joyful, brilliant, delightful self, bringing us the weather daily. Ah, you will be so missed, but I know all good things ahead for your kind soul. Happy retirement, my friend. That is the great Bonnie Hunt, wishing you all of the best What as well. You know, Dean, I had a chance to have uh, dinner with uh, Bonnie. Boy, she's a sweetheart. She is. And, you know, she's out in L.A., and I guess uh, the Cubs fans uh, get together for dinner out there. <laughs> right. So, uh, Well, she gets back here yeah. fairly often as well. You know, she was here. Her mom uh, passed away a couple of years ago now, but uh, she was here taking care of her mom nonstop. I, I hadn't uh, realized her mom had passed away. I, yeah. I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Her family is uh, in the uh, like northwest uh, side, Park Ridge area. So she's in town uh, all the time. I got together with her. I was in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and we had dinner. That's and so nice. uh, we just had uh, a lovely time. But she sends her love to you. And How nice. nice enough to uh, record a little something for you as well. Don't you find that uh, when you meet people like that, um, uh, you think they're you know they're famous and uh, they they won't know who you are and maybe they're unapproachable uh, nothing could be further from the truth uh, you find i'm sh- sure find that all the time well i am just, unapproachable so. well well I, you uh, know <laughs> the truth can be told now that uh no you Any, are anyone you who's are anything uh, but that anyone uh, who's run into me at the grocery store on no, saturday morning knows you are such it ain't a pretty delight. let's just say that no i'll tell you something <laughs> you know dean you work so hard uh and you're such a pleasure and so approachable i hope people realize that's not true i want uh, to uh i want to talk about what uh, what a what a day in the life of Tom Skilling has been like. <laughs> Tom Skilling joins WGN, becomes a member of the News 9 team. And Tom, I hope you're as happy about it as we are. Jack, it's indeed a pleasure to work with such a group of professionals here at WGN and in one of the most exciting weather markets probably in the whole United States. We've had our share of unusual weather not only... Listen to you, the young boy. 
coming to WGN. That was your very first time on it WGN, was. 1978. Do, do you know, uh, Dean, how that happened? I uh, I had been working in Milwaukee, and I got a call from Jack Jacobson, who was the operations director at WGN, and he said, uh, "Look, he said." Uh, uh, our general manager has a place in Lake Geneva, and he's watched you on Milwaukee television. And we wondered if you'd come down and do a couple of weekend weather shows, and uh, there might be a job at it uh, oh, wow. at the end of the road for you if this works out. And if not, you can say, well, I did a couple of uh, shows on the Chicago market. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think I was ready. Um, I thought, boy, I'm pretty young. And I called my friend John Coleman, and I said, you know, John, I I've just had an offer from WGN, but I, I don't think I'm going to do it because uh, I don't think I'm ready. And he said, uh, do it. He said, they've been looking for a year, and uh, you're the first one I hear who they've offered a chance to do it, um, you know, work at WGN. So I came down here. I was terrified. I did uh, two weekend weather shows. And uh, Jack Jacobson got on the line Monday and said, uh, how'd you like to come to work for us? Wow. And that was how the job uh, uh, came into being. Uh, so it's, it's quite interesting. I was thinking about how your job predicting the weather has changed oh, in these 45 years. I remember stunning. when I first started seeing you running down the halls with <laughs> reams and reams of paper, paper. maps, and oh, yeah. uh, you and your staff uh, put it, put, uh, manually putting things together. Oh, yeah. And what it's like now, how it's changed. Oh, Revolution. I, I tell the young people who come through our office that uh, the last 50 years have seen uh, uh, a greater advancement in the science of meteorology than uh, probably in all the time back to Aristotle, 340 B.C., who wrote the first treatise on meteorology that started the whole uh, the whole science. Uh, it, it was called Meteorologica. And all that time, you know, from Aristotle up to about a half century ago, I mean, uh, the progress was interesting. But um, think what's happened since then. Last Doppler radar uh, satellite. I went to school at the University of Wisconsin, uh, which is the birthplace of satellite meteorology. And we sat in classrooms and for the first time watched uh, landfalling hurricanes and thunderstorm complexes develop in real time. We had never seen that before. And all I could think was, wow, if you could bring this to television, this would be something. Yeah. But you realize with the advent of the satellite, uh, we were able to look down on the 70% of the planet that's uh, ocean and therefore poorly observed and they came up with techniques up at uh, the university there uh, for uh, identifying the moisture through the atmosphere and also we could feed that into computer models that then run physics equations and uh, look at the evolution of the atmosphere and tell us how the weather is going to unfold so it's it's been an amazing time yeah do you know they used to think that the weather office of the future would be a football stadium filled with a bunch of accountants and mathematicians with slide rules and that uh, they'd all work in teams on equations and at the end of the process there'd be a numerical weather forecast and they figured there'd be about forty thousand mathematicians they couldn't have imagined um, the kind of computing power that we have now. You know, we run our computer models on machines that do quadrillion operations per second. Wow, that's amazing. And, and next year, uh, they're going to put online at uh, Argonne a computer that will do 2 billion billion operations per second. Wow. And among the things they'll be able to do is they'll be able to map the human circulatory system, how our brain works. We'll run climate models with a resolution that one could only dream about. 
and this will help in uh, figuring out how cancer spreads. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and, and it, these it, machines are just stunning. It's amazing when we're having uh, you know uh, storm systems, possible blizzard-like yeah. uh, conditions, tornadoes. When you guys and gals in the late in the weather department take over the airwaves uh, and and we're able to see everything that's going on thanks to the technology and all of your knowledge of uh, explaining it all to us uh, that we can see it on our phones that we were able to see much of this stunning that you have in your weather office now on our phone is uh, quite amazing it, it really is what what is a typical day like for you i know you you said you wake up at eight o'clock and you, you start you start looking at yeah. maps and things at, at home right yeah i sit in my bathrobe in my home weather office there and i have four databases i pull down uh, 40 different uh, model forecasts and uh, record the temperatures that are being predicted and all the rest and then you average across them we call that ensembling uh, and then you look at uh, how that collection of models has fared recently what the accuracy has been what the error rate has been and you do a bias correction um, and what you, you know it used to be uh, just Four decades ago, you had one medium-range model that went out maybe five to ten days, and you had another one that was a short-range model. Today, what they do is they run not one version of a model, but they take the whole set of observations from airplanes and buoys and satellites and uh, in-flight aircraft – and they uh, reinterpret the initial data and feed that into the computer um, to describe the initial state of the atmosphere. And then the machines go to work uh, with uh, fluid dynamics equations and physics equations and advance the atmosphere in tiny time steps into the future. Some models do it 75 seconds at a time, so they'll calculate the weather for the whole region 75 seconds ahead and then 75 seconds more and 75 seconds beyond that. And what emerges is a multi-day uh, forecast, um, which is is pretty amazing. Do you, do you know what's interesting? The movie Oppenheimer uh, recently was, was quite interesting. The whole notion, um, uh, a fellow by the name of Alan Turing, a uh, brilliant U.K. mathematician was the one who wrote a paper in the mid-30s and said, you know, we could create machines given and given the proper instructions. These machines probably could solve any equation in the world. Uh, Turing was the one with a group that broke the German Enigma code in World War II. And uh, that probably ended the war uh, two years early and saved millions of lives, uh, the ability to read what the Germans were sending out yeah. to their U-boats and all. But um, – it was based on his work that a guy by the name of John von Neumann, a Hungarian-American mathematician, worked at Princeton University to build this country's first mainframe computer. And Oppenheimer got wind of that, and he wanted to do calculations perfecting the atomic bomb. But von Neumann had escaped both the Nazis and the Russians, the Soviets, and uh, he felt, I think, that weather control was the ultimate weapon. So while Oppenheimer grabbed this computer and did the calculations by day, uh, von Neumann thought, boy, it's going to sit there dormant at night. So I'm going to put together a numerical modeling team to um, forecast the weather. And so that's when numerical modeling left the abstract and uh, theoretical realm and started being uh, done in, in practice. The early models were terrible, but from them has emerged this whole set of models that has perfected hurricane forecasting, flood forecasting, 
heaven only knows how many lives have been saved by timely weather forecasts, and it, they only continue to get better. Yeah, Debbie is on the phone line with Tom Skilling. You're on WGN. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, Debbie. Hi, Tom. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Oh. We share the same birthday. Are you kidding? February 20th, huh? February 20th. So I'm you're a, a you're another Pisces, a, a Pisces person here. Yeah, we're cuspal. <laughs> yeah. Do you find do you find Debbie that uh, what they say about Pisces, the traits they attribute to us are accurate? I I find them to be pretty accurate. Yes, I do as well. Well, happy birthday to you, and how nice to talk to you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. And you're you. my favorite celebrity that I share my birthday with. How nice. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, thank you. It's, it's always great to talk to another February 20th uh, person. Debbie, thank you, for, thank you Debbie. for the call. James, you're on WGN with Tom Skilling. Hi. Hey, Tom. Boy, I've been following your career. First off, congratulations and happy birthday. Thank Um, you. How nice. And thank you for your loyal viewership and following uh, what I do. Thank you. Uh, you you play a you play a big part in uh, a lot of people's lives here in the Chicago area, huh. and that uh, like I said, I uh, I followed your career, and because of you, you taught me about weather. I lost my fear of storms, and that that Good. got me into doing. I actually had uh, I'm a trained storm spotter. Jim Alsop is the one that uh, trained me way back. Wow, <laughs> yeah, had the classes down there in in, in Aurora. He had it. Uh, yes, I, I, I did that too. Jim yeah. Alsop was I a... went to many. Uh, National Weather Service yeah, meteorologist uh, who did the uh, s- right. storm training. Well, do you do, are you a spotter now, a storm spotter? Not necessarily. I have spot here and there. It just depends. In the Chicago area, it's kind of tough to go storm chasing because there's too many houses and things yeah. like that. But yes. I did, actually, I did. I was vacationing. And my daughter lives in Quincy, Illinois. There's a lot of open land out there. I yes. Down. yes. Now, so, so, so not chasing, but, 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 but spotting. And that because you got wide open and um, so I do that, and I did call them one time. I was vacationing. It was in uh, North Carolina, uh, and there was a uh, actually it was a water spout, but I called wow. it in, and it ended up going on the land. So it ended up being you know, low and EF zero. I How think. cool! It was, it was really, really, really small, but yeah. But I went to many of your storm seminars. It was disappointing oh, when after thirty eight years you stopped doing them. Those I were know. wonderful. Those, I mean, those were. My daughter got to meet you. We went down the. At the in, 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 intermission there, and she got to go down there and meet oh, you nice. too. So I did get to meet you once. So, uh, but um, well, thank you uh, for I, I, coming. I just wanted to tell you, uh, yeah. thank you for everything, Tom. And I just uh, you're going to be missed. And the one last huh. thing is a uh, great choice on Demetrius. Your whole weather staff, yes. any of them could have taken your. Well, actually, no one's ever going to take to take your place. But the first time I saw Demetrius on the new news, my jaw dropped. The way he did the weather, I said, that's the next time. I know. Because he does weather a lot like you do. So a great choice on uh, someone that's going to follow your footsteps. Well, I think so, too. You know, they uh, uh, they brought a a couple of people in, and I thought, gosh, I I hope they're not thinking of uh, somebody else. And uh, the boss called me and said, uh, we're announcing that Demetrius is our choice. And I said, oh, thank okay. heavens. I said, I was afraid you were going to go with somebody else. I said, you made the right decision. Yeah. He is one of the <laughs> nicest people. 
and uh, an yes. incredible meteorologist. But uh, well, thank you. I'll pass that on to Demetrius too. I'm thrilled for Demetrius. Okay. Uh, this is a, yeah. you know, John Coleman used to say this is Broadway for weathermen uh, here, <laughs> and it really is. Um, th- this this city, I mean, our weather is fascinating around here. So anybody who has the privilege yeah. of being able to communicate that really has uh, quite an interesting uh, profession. Yeah, I'll tell quite, you a, quite a platform. Yeah. Ja- thank you for the call, James. We appreciate that. Thanks, Demetrius James. Ivory. Uh, your last day on the air will be February twenty eighth. Yes, and then Demetrius takes over as chief. Demetrius Ivory takes over as chief meteorologist. Yes, indeed. On the leap year day yes. on uh, February 29th. So we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Eight four seven area code texts in. Uh, Tom, I've read that Illinois has more tornadoes than any other state. Is that true? It was uh, this past year. Uh, we led the pack. Uh, that hasn't always been the case, but we are an active tornado state. There are no two ways about it. And, uh, you know, we used to think um, we assigned uh, the Tornado Alley moniker to the Plain States and the far western Midwest. Turns out um, the area that's uh, most active are the Gulf Coast states, uh, the, the, the Gulf states and the southern states. But we in Illinois are no shrinking violets in the last year. I think the last count was we had 128, and I think the next closest state was Nebraska, and close behind it was Texas. And Texas is a much larger state, so it varies from year to year, but um, no question. What we've been finding as our climate continues changing is that uh, these storms are occurring earlier and they're occurring later. Uh, Examples of that are, gosh, we had a tornado out in the western suburbs uh, a couple of years ago, an F3, F4 that hit in Fairdale uh, early in the season. And then we had the Washington, Illinois tornado, that terrible storm near Peoria that um, destroyed half of the community. And that occurred in November. It was one of the latest uh, EF4 storms, intensity tornadoes. That's a top tier intensity ever to occur in Illinois. Uh, so. Yeah, it, uh, this is an active state for severe weather, no question. 616 area code. Tom, congratulations on your well-deserved retirement from a fan in Michigan. You are the Mr. Rogers of meteorology. <laughs> <laughs> well, how nice. I could well, just see you walking into the weather center. Yeah. And you you put your tennis shoes on. Yeah. You put your sweater on. It's a beautiful, if, if it's nice weather. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I, I always remember Eddie Murphy's takeoff on that, too. Right? You know, okay, you could, uh, <laughs> Mr. Rob- Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. <laughs> It is a very special morning around here today. Tom Skilling in studio with us. 312-981-7200 is our phone number for uh, texting uh, questions and comments. And uh, also your phone calls, like this one from Paul. You're on WGN with Tom Skilling. Oh, thank you so much. It's it's great to talk to my uh, two favorite hair-challenged broadcasters. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I keep telling Dean it's uh, it's all the brain activity. Where it's right. burned the follicles out. Uh, that's our story. Oh, We're gonna. Are are you uh, follically challenged as well? Uh, getting there, but I still have some red hair. That's so good. I'm Enjoy still it. Still doing okay. Yeah. Well, thank um, you. It's, it's liberating. Good to talk to you. Once you get to our point, it's liberating. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm out in Woodstock. Just wanted to thank you so much oh, for coming out for Groundhog Day. That was uh, wonderful. What a beautiful community. It it was such fun, you know. For years, I've I've kind of kidded about the groundhog and uh, the whole groundhog day phenomenon, but I'll tell you, to be there with Woodstock Willie 
and the marvelous <laughs> folks of Woodstock. Uh, and uh, I stayed in the inn there where the movie was shot. Yep. It's awesome. I told them I was going to take the mattress in the bed with me because it was so comfortable. Uh, it well, it you, was marvelous. You ran into somebody else. I don't, I don't think it was in Woodstock, but later that day, yeah. you ran into the star of the movie, uh, Groundhog Day, uh, Bill Murray. It was a great movie. I'll tell you how nice. To, congratulations to all Kong of you. Steve got some terrible weather. <laughs> I know. It was the worst winter ever. I know. You By were far, talking about it. wasn't even close. Oh, yeah. And McHenry County can have some real doozies up yeah. there. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you. Well, yeah. is it nice to meet you, nice Bill? To meet you I'll tell you. Good to see you. And congratulations, congratulations on, a, on all the good work. What's Thank the forecast you, for the evening? What are we going to see? Well, you know, we're all right. You know, the Groundhog did not see a shadow up in uh, Woodstock. This morning, so it's nice to have him having yeah. seen it right yeah, here. Local, yeah. <laughs> I'd love your comments on the weather. See the light. It's all going to seem very bright to you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good good. Good. Nice to meet you, Bill. Same here. Congratulations. I don't think we're going to have weather anymore. I don't see the point. I don't see the point of looking out the window anymore. Yeah, without Tom Skilling, what's the point of even looking out the window anymore? You know, he was really nice. Uh, it was funny because um, February 2nd was declared Harold Ramis Day. And, yeah. of course, Harold's the one who... The director uh, of the movie, yeah. Yeah, a Sen High School alum. And it, it's interesting because Steve Kahn, one of my weather service meteorologists, uh, who worked with us on when we were doing the Tribune page, and a 40-year veteran of the National Weather Service, was a Sen High School alum. Uh, Walter Jacobson was, too. Wow. Uh, so. My older brothers have been sent high school alums. Actually. Is that right? Well, I'll tell you, uh, he was really nice. Um, we found out that he was going to be down at Navy Pier, so we raced from Woodstock uh, down here, and what an interesting day that was. Started early in Woodstock, ended late in Navy Pier. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an incredible uh, few days uh, coming up and leading up to February 28th for oh. you, I would imagine. I don't even know how you're dealing with all of this. I appreciate Tom, Tom we love you. Um, and one of, one of the things, in addition to your, your weather abilities, is we've always loved the comedy bits you've been able to do oh. on the morning news. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll hear I some. Mean, everybody of... talks about the one, uh, you know, where Pat Tomasulo yep. took it literally yep. on the station. But <laughs> Tom freaking skilling, yeah, we'll, did of Pat. we'll talk about the uh, origin of Tom freaking skilling uh, coming up. Yeah, I can see why you'd be nervous giving a weather forecast with Tom <laughs> Skilling Absolutely. sitting right here. Yes. <laughs> I was nervous for you just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Dean. <laughs> you know, don't get used to it. <laughs> Dave, you're a pro. I'll Thank tell you, you something. Thank you so much, Tom. I, I've never heard a weather forecast presented any better than that, Dave. You Thank have nothing to worry about. I've seen Dave Schwan do some crazy things over the years, <laughs> including some uh, embarrassing photos that I have. Oh, uh, here we go with uh, the pictures. Hidden of him. But I have never seen you like you are today. You are totally fanboyed out by uh, coming in and uh, meeting Tom Skelling face-to-face wow. today. D- Dave, I feel the same way meeting you. I We've talked over the phone. Over we the have, years, yes. And yeah. you are one of the most genuine and nicest people. So, Dave, what a pleasure to meet you. It's I an know. honor, Tom. Well, Thank I'll, you so I'll show much. you those Fine. pictures. I'll show you the pictures, Tom. <laughs> Your opinion will change. And so, oh, don't, Tom, I must give you. He, Dean is in the pictures, too. So ah, it's not just me. Yeah, they're, 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 these are photos, Tom, that are career-ending for either one of us. So. You know what, Dave? I, I work with a producer, Bill Schneider, who oh, tells sure. me he's coming out with a kiss-and-tell book that's going to really 
And, uh, and there we have an audio guy. I call him NSA Paul because uh, he's got mics, uh, you know, everywhere. And he said, I've recorded you over the years. And, and I'll, you know, I'll yeah. have yawned or something and we'll be doing a promo and this tape will come on of me yawning and all. And I realize he really does have tapes. <laughs> so he said he's getting together with Snyder, the Kiss and Tell book oh and the audio clips. Oh so Dave... You're in, you're safe with me because I I've got people trying to well, blackmail me too. You know? So we'll uh, all find a place to compare notes. Exactly. I, I haven't tried to blackmail him. I, I just told him that if anything ever happens to me before he calls the police, before the coroner, before anything, run to my house and go get those pictures because it will not be good for any of us. I don't think uh, any have evoked the kind of response. That we have gotten this past week over the visit of our uh, pal Tom Skilling, retiring from WGN-TV after 45 years. Final night on the air will be uh, February 28th, and uh, so many uh, accolades uh, still to come. I was trying to remember when I first met you, Tom, and I think that it might have been, remember when we used to do... The uh, muscular dystrophy yes. telethons overnight. I, yeah. we, they used to do them overnight right. at WGN, and you would be back in your weather office, and I would sneak back there, and you would show me whatever it <laughs> yes. was that you're doing. And you know, I'm some dumb DJ from whatever station I was on then. You are not and, dumb, and I was just uh, you know thrilled to be with you and learning from you, and uh, you know seeing everything that uh, you were doing. But I think that was. Uh, the first time of actually, I think that's the, the beginning right. of our friendship. I think. Yeah, it was. And Dean, I was I was so impressed to meet you. I knew uh, you'd come out of Aurora as I had, and that you'd worked at WMRO. That's where John Drury. That's uh, right. Started too. That's right. Yep. And uh, I always kidded. I I thought. Boy, there's something in the air out there on the Fox River Valley that yep. seems to get us into this line of yep. work. Yep. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was a great training ground. Certainly was for me. It uh, was at least anyway. It's a great town. Uh, but uh, to see everything that you have gone through uh, and the the loyalty that you have developed over the years, all the way to the point of being Tom freaking Skilling. Now <laughs> the Isn't it? the the uh, moniker that uh, has stuck with you now. Yeah. Since uh, this uh, was developed through a comedy piece with that, Pat Tomasulo, with Pat Tomasulo, brilliant comedic mind. Yeah, yeah. T- take a listen to this. So, as owner, I've uh, I've decided to move in a different direction, and we've talked it over, and uh, we're going to have to let you go. Ah, not this again. Look, for the last time, you don't own this place. You don't even own your car. <laughs> All right, that's not really necessary to go. If anybody owns this place, it's me, Tom freaking Skilling. I could have you killed if I wanted to. As a matter of fact, hot shot, I'm about to show you who owns this place, you little punk. Go ahead. Keep running, you coward. Let me go. Get out of the way. Well, I'm shooting who's going to let somebody go around here. Oh, gosh. Hello, weather. Yeah, yeah, it's going to rain. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I'll tell you, that little no good. See, yeah, it's going to rain. What do you want me to do about it? That may be my favorite part of the whole thing. Well, do you know what? That's the only thing I really contributed to that because uh, Pat had come in the day before and he said, look, I'm I'm doing something for the morning show. Would you work with me on it? And I said, sure, Pat, if I I can help you. He said, I'll come in with a script. So he came in the next day and I'm reading it and it says, I can have you killed. I said, you want me to say I can have you killed? (laughs) 
And uh, and then the Tom freaking Skilling thing. And he says, just think of some way to sign off. So I'd always wanted to say, because, you know, people say, I hate this weather. Did you bring this rain? And so, you know, and so I thought I'd have some fun with that at the end and pretend I was taking a a viewer call on complaining about the forecast. You know, and you know this, Dean, you work with Pat Tomasulo every day. Uh, The wonderful thing about Pat is he gives you the best lines. You know, I mean, he writes this stuff. Yeah. And the Tom freaking, you do these things and you have no idea whether they're going to work or not. I was kind of uh, afraid that maybe I was going too far with saying I could have somebody killed. And it turns out <laughs> that's the thing that, I, you know, it's stuck. Uh, I, I walk down the street now and people say, oh, it's Tom freaking skilling. And uh, so who knew? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's classic. It is absolutely yeah. classic. Now, Bill, what's it like uh, being uh, working side by side with uh, Tom freaking skilling every day? Well, I'll well, tell you. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I I may have uh, lost a few years off my life wondering if we're going to get on the air every night. But other than that, it's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah this is Bill Snyder, who we, we've had on the show many times. Yes. Uh, but uh, Bill is Tom's uh, weather producer. He is. And uh, what, a, yeah. what a team they are. Oh, my gosh. I, I tell Bill we've got a Vulcan mind meld. We've worked so, uh, you know, I, I don't even have to say things uh, uh, to Bill. Uh, he just knows... Where we've got to be at a certain point of the time, and Bill has seen the low moments when the computer crashes two minutes to airtime, uh, and oh, yeah. my reaction to that. I've, I've often said if I ever meet Bill Gates, I'll have a couple of thoughts for him. Uh, about the technology. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, just a couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Yeah, like how come the platform didn't work the first ten years? Yeah. You know that, uh, that right, right. You Bill, unleashed on the world, Bill. But, well, how are you feeling about? Uh, you know, your mentor. He's probably you're, happy. You're probably <laughs> Peace. Quiet. Finally. Yeah, I know. He, he can sum it up in one word. That's finally. Finally. Yeah, thought no, he'd never leave. It's, it's, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, Dean. I, I, truth be known, I'm, I'm, I'm going to really miss Tom. And we've, we've had a great huh. relationship for 27 years. And, uh, I've, I've learned a lot from him, and all the knowledge that I carry with me today is largely due to uh, to working with uh, whom I call the goat of the profession. He's the That's greatest the of truth. all time. That's the truth. And uh, and so you know, I've, it's it's you can't you can't replicate. You know, we we we've had this discussion many times. Tom and I have with with young students that have come in out of our office for all the over the years. You know, Valparaiso and Northern Illinois and so forth, and we've gone on to. Um, very lofty meteorological careers and um you can't replicate just being in that environment and the pre- and getting the practical That's experience true. that that you get in a textbook you just can't no and just 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 working side by side with tom i've learned so many things and different techniques as far as forecasting and you know we we put out so many different climatological things, Dean, and I feel that that sets us apart from from everywhere, everybody else in town. And I mean, it means something. It's water cooler talk. When when some people are talking, hey, did you hear WGN had that stat? You know, people will tell me, and even when I'm at the at the health club or somewhere else, and uh, it's just it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, and, that, and that's we we really enjoy doing that, and we've been doing that for many many years before yes. um, a lot of this information became widely available to us online. Um, we worked with a guy for many years, uh, Rich Koneman, who um, worked at the National Weather Service for three or four decades before yes. joining us at WGN. And um, Rich had all of Chicago weather records 
in his computer on 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 a, on a floppy disk, and he was able to uh, yeah. to generate statistics for us. And it's just it's really cool. Yeah, you know what that enables us to do um, is to look at a weather event and put it in some kind of historical perspective. You know, we we've had so many weather extremes, um, but um, right. when you can look back over history and say, "Hey." Uh, you know that cold spell we just went through? That's the coldest we've ever had at this time of the year. Uh, or right. how about this winter? You know, this is one of the warmest winters we've ever had around here. Right. It ranks in the top tier. Um, right. This is the warmest February to date we've ever had. Lowest amount of ice on the Great Lakes. And you find every passing year, as climate continues to change, these things uh, are occurring with increasing frequency. And, uh, no question. you know, and it, it's interesting because, you know, there's often a, uh, a heated debate over climate change and climate science. The fact is, we knew the planet was going to start warming back in the 1800s. Scientists knew that. Right. And uh, and it's happening and you don't see it every day out your windows. So it, it opens the opportunity for folks to say it's not happening. But it is. Right. And uh, and the effects um, grow with each passing year, and they may affect other parts of the country uh, before they affect us, but um, they're happening. But I, Bill is uh, is uh, he just loves the subject, uh, loves meteorology. He's passionate about it, always has been. He's an Illinois State product. Uh, just yeah. like the Harvard of the Midwest, right, Bill? The Harvard of the Midwest, Dan, Dan Rohn and <laughs> yeah, sure, and many among many others yeah. in uh, in this market. So yes. well, cool. I'll tell you what, Bill. If you are uh, you know missing a bald guy to hang out with in the building <laughs> after the twenty eighth, come on back to my office and we'll. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to yell at you yeah, for a little and, while. And Dean, Bill still has a full head of hair. I'll but, fix that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, fix, I'll fix that. Bill Snyder, yeah, right, Tom's right, weather yeah. producer. Uh, <laughs> Bill, uh, thank you for every time you've jumped in here and uh, helped sure. us figure out what's going on. We appreciate it. And thank you for coming oh, on so today. Well. Thank you, Bill. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> good to talk to you guys, too. And, uh, hey, enjoy enjoy the sunshine today. It's, yeah, it's true. feeling a lot better than it was yesterday. It is. Look at them throwing in a weather forecast. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely, yeah. right? That's we a, have to throw in a weather it. forecast. That's it. That's what you guys do. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, thank you, right. Bill. Thank you very much. Let's go to Ingrid. You're on WGN with Tom uh, Skilling. Hi, Tom. Hi, Ingrid. Hi. I'm so happy to talk to you. I wanted to let you know you'll be retiring on my birthday. Oh, my so goodness. My birthday is February 28th. I've been watching you since, uh, well, I graduated high school in 1982, so right around there. How nice. Well, thank you, Ingrid. That's so nice. So You now, are the highlight of every day. Oh, gosh. I hope I hope it gets better than that. I, uh, I'll tell you something, but how nice of you. Thank you for yeah, your loyal viewership. I wanted to... Uh, tell you i remember a few things about you well back when they had the tornadoes in plainfield my kids were out for the day with my parents i had two little kids and late august and i remember your forecasting and uh my children were safe they had gone out to morris that day so it was quite a scare for me and then uh when you had the eclipse my younger son and i watched that and he uh, refers that to me many times. His name's Stephen, and he loves you just as much as me. And uh, he talks about that all the time. He was home that day, and we watched that, and we were touched. That was one of the most reaction. one of the most one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen. 
is to see your your pure and honest reaction oh. to what was happening. Oh. You got very emotional watching I, it. You know, I was, and and, and it was. Uh, I just wanted to hug you. I wanted to like reach through the set. It's like that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. You know, it was. It was funny. It was. Um, Oh, my gosh. It, it, it was like a religious experience. Um, and I didn't expect to react that way. And I was so embarrassed at having lost it on the air. I mean, you know, I broke down um, to watch uh, day turn to night and the stars come out at 12 noon. Um, you, it made you realize uh, what a speck in the universe any one of us is, uh, that there are forces at work here that are far larger than any of us. And it, 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 I was embarrassed, though, to have lost it. I was on the air live, and I thought, my God, this is, um, th- I, th- this, I, this is overwhelming me. And I was, I was embarrassed by that. And it was funny. Uh, the next day, we were packing up and getting ready to come back to Chicago, and we stopped at a fast food place. And there were lines because a lot of people gone down there to see the uh, eclipse. And this McDonald's we went into had five TV monitors on, uh, one of them with the Today Show and what's on the monitor, but uh, skilling, breaking down and crying. And I thought, oh, my gosh, uh, this has been picked up and is being broadcast to the world. And I felt like I wanted to crawl in a hole and hide. But, um, but you know, the number of people came up to me and said, we cried with you. Yeah, uh, right. It was um, – the reaction to that was stunning. I'll tell you, uh, I had – It was ex- amazing. Yeah, that was that – The was, emotion yeah. that you had allowed us who couldn't be right there experience it. It, it touched <sighs> our souls. Yeah. Well, Ingrid, I, I want you to know that. Thank you for that. That, that I'll never forget it. Um, I wanted to let you know, Tom, I've got my Skilling It t-shirt. Oh, my goodness. And I will be wearing it on your birthday. I, I call our special time together my Skillingrid time. Oh, <laughs> so I've combined your name with mine. Skillingrid, I, I love that. Love well, it. I love our times together. I've learned so much to you uh, from you, and I listen to you also when you stop by Lisa Dent's program every yes. week. So I hope to continue and seeing your beautiful photographs that you post i love especially the ones from the smoky mountains cave uh, cove in that area they're gorgeous gorgeous I, right. I, you know ingrid the, the the pictures that were sent are just stunning aren't they i mean it's just yes, amazing your how, descriptions oh well i we're lucky we have such amazing people that contribute this uh to us and it's it's a lot of fun uh to see this you know, I, there are a lot of ills that social media has brought upon the world, but there are a lot of positives, too. And one of them is, you know, whenever severe weather happens, often the first uh, indication we get of how bad things have been are the photos we get off social media in severe weather situations. But the beauty of day-to-day weather comes across as well. So thank you, Ingrid, for your for acknowledging that. I, um, I, I've i always loved those pictures, and it's fun to hear that you've gotten a kick out of them, too. Thank we'll you. be back with Tom Skilling after this. All right. A special uh, day here today with Tom Skilling in studio with us uh, until 1 o'clock. Uh, your phone calls, your texts, 312-981-7200. Several people, Tom, on our text line are asking, how is your health uh, you uh, very uh, publicly talked about gastric bypass yeah. surgery that you had. Uh, what was it? Two, three years ago? Now? Four years ago. Four years March, ago. Dean. But you, and you look fantastic. You look great. Oh. Are, you're feeling well. You're happy. You did it. Best thing I ever did in my life. I was morbidly obese. It was out of control. 
Uh, you know, I had a father who was uh, had done gone through that too, and ended up having a stroke and was comatose for a year and all the rest. And I was in the same boat. I had CPAP. I had gone diabetic. I had uh, cholesterol that was off the charts, uh, and I was morbidly obese. And I worked with a uh, trainer uh, trying to get rid of the 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 um, weight. And I finally said to my doctor, uh, Kathy Cheng over at uh, Northwestern, I said, am I a candidate for gastric bypass? And she said, yeah. And I said, what do you know about it, uh, Dr. Cheng? And she said, well, I had a patient who weighed 350 pounds 10 years ago. And all I can tell you is uh, they lost, uh, you know, hundreds of pounds and were non-diabetic after that. All the blood chemistry had come back in line. So I teamed up with Dr. Eric Hungness over at Northwestern and his people. And you go through six months of nutritional work and all, and you talk to a psychologist and all, because your life is going to forever change. And I had, they stapled, the, the, the procedure I had, they stapled the top of the stomach, and then they divide your intestines, so you cut down on both the storage area and the processing area, and by George, they do it laparoscopically. They don't wow. even cut you open anymore. Oh, they wow. went through six little holes. And somehow pulled all this off, and I lost 125 pounds. I'm yeah. no longer diabetic. All my blood chemistry is normal. I went off CPAP. My legs used to swell. They're not anymore. I feel great. Uh, I have these little vertigo spells, uh, but, uh, you know, my mother used to have those. So I think it's kind of hereditary. But um, they only occasionally occur, and uh, by and large, I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, you look fantastic. Thank you. you. Yeah. I Especially now, you know, because they're showing old clips. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Oh, I was a disaster. You know, to, to look at you now, your your coloring is great. <laughs> you just, you look healthy. You seem more energetic. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, the whole thing. So I'm, I, I'm so happy that that worked Dean, out. Dean, well. I couldn't walk, I couldn't walk our dog a, a block without getting winded or go up a flight of stairs. It was, uh, it was bad. Something mm-hmm. had to be done. Mm-hmm. And there were going to be bad consequences. And I would tell anybody who's contemplating it, it's uh, worth the time and effort. It really is. I find as I eat food, certain foods still hit me hard. Uh, but if that's the guardrail that keeps me on track and keeps the weight off, so be it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's great. More with Tom uh, coming up as uh, we take a quick break for news. And we'll get right back to the phones. Me just it is a Sunday we will not forget. Two hours with Tom Skilling in studio this morning, just flying by. But, uh, Tom, I wanted to play a clip for you of another WGN TV legend who, uh, back in April of 1984, retired. Uh, He made a visit to the Eddie Schwartz overnight show on WGN back in the day. He was Bob Bell. Who was who played uh, Bozo? Oh, sure. Uh, was uh, a legend, a, a absolute legend. Yep. And on this overnight radio show, a young Tom Skilling was doing the weather. Oh gosh! And this is you saying goodbye to Bob Bell. Bob Bell is uh, is is just a, a genuinely nice guy, as I, I said to you before. And uh, I know I recounted this before, but I will. Uh, always remember uh, the way in which Bob is, is pitched in during our telethons, uh, talking to the young people who've come up to the fishbowls and so forth. Uh, a fellow of Bob's stature uh, would be able to put in an appearance for an hour or two and walk away and be happy to have him even for that period of time. But instead, 
uh, he would arrive on the scene at 6 or 6.30 in the morning, and he would be there through the entire day, which I think is just a, another of the many testaments that we've been hearing all evening long uh, of what a nice man he is and how dedicated he is. And besides uh, being a terrific on-air performer, he's just a nice person to work with. And I, uh, he's going to be sorely missed around our station, I'll tell you that. Thank you, Tom. That's all right, Bob. It's, it's been awful nice to work with you, and I hope you keep in touch with all of us. <laughs> My pleasure, Tom. You're, uh, uh, you're aces uh, in what you do, and, uh, and if I may return the compliment, you're a terrifically nice person. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. It sounds like we've got it's been a pleasure to know you. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to know you, too, Bob, and I, this was not we often We often pass one another in the hall, and you're usually on your way to one of your many appearances. Uh, and I've never really had an opportunity to s sit and talk with you at any great length. But I hope that now we, that I've got a little more time, maybe I'll be able to uh, uh, cement our friendship a little closer. Well, we're well, the Bob Bell Memorial Table down here in the WGNB area. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take the executive offices, we'll put a sign up and we'll say, this and the end that Bozo built. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to tell you something, Eddie. I was off last night, as you know. I have Monday nights off. And I, I got up early this morning, which is something I don't often have a chance to do because I work late at night with you. And I'm sleeping in uh, during the morning. But I had a chance to watch uh, Bozo this morning. And you know something, it, it's, it, it, I'll tell you, the way Bob treats those, uh, those you know, youngsters on that show is really nice. I thank you, and I know Bob thanks you. Well, Bob, you, you take care, and we'll be in touch. Oh, about that. How did you find that? I didn't know such a thing existed. Well, you know, people uh, ask us about our Bozo Gar and race oh, yeah. specials that yeah. we do all the time. Classic. Which are really the genius work of George Pappas. Yes. Uh, or at WGN-TV. He's the executive producer of all of the Bozo specials that we've done. He was the one that found uh, that clip, of course. George uh, has been referred to as the conscience of uh, WGN, I, as, as well as our uh, company historian. And he's here uh, this morning. In fact, George gave me a ride down here. George, you were so kind. I'll, I'll tell you he something. He hates this, by the way. He, I, he I hates know. any attention. Well, I'll tell you, he deserves all the attention he gets. And Bob Bell, you know, the, the recollection I have is uh, uh, Bob would do booth announcing in the morning. Yeah. And uh, on, we had a little studio, Studio 4 off the, the hallway in the second floor. And he would be in full bozo uh, makeup, makeup and yeah, all, right. hair and all the rest. And the Studio 4 door would be open, and he's sitting there reading uh, President Nixon today signed a sultry. <laughs> and he's, he's dressed up as bozo. And, you know, this is before the advent of the iPhone where we could take pictures. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember thinking, I walked by more than once, and he was 
uh, reporting on these incredibly, uh, you know, these stories of incredible international and national importance dressed up as Bozo. And nobody saw it because uh, all you'd see on TV was they had a slide saying Newsbreak or something. Yeah. So uh, what a nice, you know, haven't we had some amazing people? Ray Rayner. Bob Bell, uh, go down the list, you know, is, is just amazing. Think about the people on this. I shared a cubicle when I arrived there with Bill Berg and Bob Collins and Orlando White. Remember, Orlando was our uh, public affairs director. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been very lucky to have just extraordinary unbelievable, people. extraordinary talent. Yeah. But, you know, talk about the legends. I mean, there's a very definite reason that there should be a link from Bozo, Bob Bell, to you. <laughs> oh, you are the guys that built the franchise. You are, you are the guys on which oh, all the rest of us... Dean, I'll tell you something. The franchise are, was built long before I arrived. Uh, you know, this station's connection um, and the WGN radio and TV connection with our, uh, our listeners and our viewers um, is legendary. Um, you know, and it comes after years of... Think about the history of this station. I mean, from day one, the colonel put it on the air back in, what was it? I had uh, late 1940s? 48. 48, yeah. And uh, we've been home to the Cubs, the White Sox, the Blackhawks. We've done the Bears at uh, one point. Uh, We, you know, the Bulls. um, The history of this station, our affiliation for years with the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. it's 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 very amazing. Unique. It's it amazing. Is. A lot of people on our text line are asking what's next for you, <sighs> and uh, I think I, I've heard you say uh, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see what it's going to be. But do you have any any uh, plans or anything that you're is kind of uh, making you excited right now? Well, you know, uh, Dean, there's uh, when you get into this retirement thing, there's almost a funereal theme to it all. It's like, and, and I feel like saying to people, hey, best as best as I can tell you now, I'm not going to be put in a box and six feet under just yet. <laughs> you know, that may happen, but uh, hopefully for a couple of years, not for a couple of years. But, um, you know, I'd like to continue doing things. I, um, I'll i slow down a little bit on the day-to-day front. I'd love to do some uh, special reporting uh, occasionally with WGN. Maybe we'll do some severe weather coverage on occasion to help the group, to help Demetrius out and our whole team there uh, we've got such a great weather team and uh, uh you know i was talking to steve bertrand uh yeah. steve and a partner have started a travel service yep and i was laying in bed because this is uncharted territory for me i've worked since i was a teenager i can't imagine what life's going to be like without having a day-to-day schedule um but i think about the point that i'll handle that all right uh, but I was laying in bed, and I, I thought, you know, I've been going to Alaska since 1980. Yep. And uh, what if I were to take groups up there? And I asked Steve, I said, you're the travel guy. Uh, is this something uh, we could take folks up? Show them the effects of climate change, but also the beauty of that amazing state. Sure. Yeah, every, every time I go up there, I think, what was the czar thinking when he sold that to us, yeah. uh, you know, back in It's, it's unbelievably beautiful. It is. Yeah, you it guys is. have been up. Uh, we have gone. You we've and gone. George. Yeah, we've gone. Yeah. And yeah, very uh, definitely. so many other people. And I, it, it's... So there could be Alaskan tours, but you've been spending a lot of time in Hawaii yeah. also now. And I, if anybody had told me that would happen, I would have said you were crazy. But, I, you know, as a kid growing up in New Jersey, I, I love the ocean. You, you went to the ocean. And I always, I remember I walked the beach and, and the waves would come in. I always was fascinated. That's why I love 
being on the shoreline here in Chicago with our beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. There's something about water. Um, you know, we have a very intimate relationship with water. Uh, our bodies are, uh, you know, 60% water. Um, but I used to look at the waves crashing. I thought, you know, these have crashed on these shores for time immemorial, and they'll crash after we're all back in the dirt as dust. And uh, there's something uh, fascinating with that. And I've, uh, Hawaii is fascinating. There are microclimates on the islands out there, and I love the waves. These big storms go across the Gulf of Alaska, and uh, you watch these waves uh, pound the area uh, out there. It's, it's a stunning thing to watch. It's what attracted me to Alaska. I wanted to go up there and see what, how the weather operated. I used to have a professor who would look at these big, wound-up Gulf of Alaska storms, and he would stream of consciousness say, why do the best storms happen where I'm not under them to watch what's going on? <laughs> and, I, you know, you learn as a weather forecaster by watching the atmosphere go through its uh, motions. Several people on our text line are asking, would you come on my TV cooking segment and cook with me sometime? <laughs> are you a cook at all? Uh, you know what? I'm... I run a mean microwave. Uh, I tell you something, you yeah. know. I take a pre-cooked meal, and boy, I can put you that can warm, one minute warm that baby and, up. And warm that baby yeah. up like few people do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I'm not much of a, you know. One of my roommates, Sean Lewis, uh, is quite the culinary ace, and I get to kick my little weather den is off our kitchen, and um, I'll hear this clinking and clacking and all, and all of a sudden the air fills with these marvelous smells. Brownies are cooking or something like that. And I said to him, I said, how did you learn to cook like that? And he said, well, I had a single mom, and she worked three jobs. I was worried she didn't eat properly, and he learned to cook. And so he could make sure his mom was properly fed. And uh, so I... I, but I I don't possess such skills. You don't have Dave. those skills. No. I'll bet you could do like healthy eating though. Now that you're you know now that your diet's changed. And I I have a lady I work with, Pat Butkus, who uh, helps me with my meals, and uh, I'm grateful for that because I'm so busy during the day. I don't have the time to measure things out the way right. you should to do it properly. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, uh, this, in this time slot, we would normally be, be doing my food uh, segment, ah. uh, which we are not today. But it is normally sponsored by Writers Theater, the band's visit. And we'll have more with Tom Skilling when we come right back. Sunday morning with my pal Tom Skilling in, uh, with us this morning. Tom, is there anything that you would have done differently in your career if you could... Uh, change, turn back the clock, change anything. Is there anything you would have... You know, Dean, it's interesting. When you get to this state, uh, you know, I'm approaching 72 years old, you look back on it and you think, did anything I did make a difference in any way, shape, or form, or what would I have done differently? The answer to that is absolutely it did. Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Well, that's nice of you, Dean. I... uh, I I don't think I would have done anything differently. I started a little radio station, um, and that was marvelous. I'd hang around on the weekends and cut the grass and wash the windows and all, and they put me on the FM. At that time, you know, FM was, uh, they played background music in stores and all. And you picked your own records out. And I learned, uh, you know, all kinds of Andre Castellanos, Percy Faith, uh, you know, <laughs> Guy Lombardo. I, you know, music I never would have listened to on my own. And the number of people in this business who have started that way in their teenage years, it's a marvelous way to start. And then I did a year on Channel 60 out in Aurora that went on the air. It was a first attempt at local 
television. Then I went up to school and worked when I was at uh, in Madison at the University of Wisconsin and went down to Jacksonville, Florida, flew with the hurricane hunters. The Navy went out of the Jacksonville Naval Air Station. That's the first time I flew into a hurricane. Oh, wow. And I've had a chance to fly in with the Air Force since then from Biloxi, from uh, Keesler Air Force Base there. Uh, you learn every step of the way, and uh, I think I've done that. Um, and uh, and it's been fun to watch the science evolve too. It's, yeah, it's just been course. amazing. You know, it's interesting as we played the clip of you wishing Bob Bell well on <laughs> yeah, his retirement. He said the same thing in an interview uh, that he wouldn't have changed a thing. Yeah, that you know, sometimes you go out there and you have better show than another, and uh, you know, if not, you. Try it again tomorrow. Yeah. Do it again tomorrow. But he said, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Uh, no. Also. So an interesting comparison. Let me get a few uh, phone calls in here before we have to sign off. This is Sister Maureen. You're on with Tom Skilling on WGN. Hi, Tom. What an honor to be able to talk to you today. Sister Maureen, how nice to talk to you. Oh, but Tom, I'm a big fan. I was born and raised in Chicago, and I have spent um, many different ministries, Tom, outside the state of Illinois. Wow. But I can assure you that I have never, ever found another weatherman who can compare to your expertise, your kindness, and your commitment to excellence. Oh, sister, I I, also how tell sweet you, Tom, you are. That, you know, Lyola might have Sister Jean, but yes. Tom Skilling <laughs> will also always have the love and gratitude <laughs> And prayers of Sister Maureen. And as we send you off to retirement, Tom, let me simply say, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rain fall softly upon your fields. God bless you, Tom Skilling. We're going to miss you. Oh, how sweet you are. Thank you, Sister Maureen. How nice to hear from you. What a lovely and moving Send off. Thank you so much. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And to you as well, sister. Appreciate it. This is Cole. You're on WGN with Tom Skilling. Hello. Well, good morning, Dean, first of all, and good morning to your illustrious guests today. (laughs) I just wanted to throw in a a thing that, and I've been listening to this for a while. Uh, People are saying how kind and gentle and involved and interested Tom has been. Uh, I got my first job in radio as Tom's replacement at WKKB. Oh, for for heaven's sakes. Is that right? How long ago was that now? That was 1970, Tom. And you had already resigned, and you were headed up. I think you were going to summer school at Madison. Wasn't that true? Yeah, you know. I, I, when I learned I was accepted at Madison, I drove up on a weekend with the broadcasting yearbook, and I thought I'd knock on doors and see if there was a chance of doing uh, radio work. And, and darn if they didn't have a disc jockey uh, shift that opened on the weekend, and uh, they were affiliated, the radio station, with the ABC television station, so I hoped I'd get a crack at doing the weather. But, that, yeah, you, you've got a great memory. Do you know? Well, you were t- well. I, I couldn't forget that, Tom. You were talking about Andre Castellanos. And, yeah, and the, the golden sound of West Suburbia. Exactly. That's it. The golden sounds. That and was what, our format. Yeah. What, <laughs> what you people don't understand is that that was what we would call a rip and read radio station. Yes. Yes. Where, as Tom just said a minute ago, we'd pull our own records and sure. two turntables and a cart deck and a full board. Yeah. And a and a uh, what was it? Uh, Associated Press. Yes, uh, yes. You get the five-minute uh, news summary off there. Yeah. And so you put on a long song and go in there and rip off <laughs> yeah. the, the, the some five-minute spot summary they call it, 
and you would edit it down to four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd say the time in West Suburbia is one PM. <laughs> That's it. And now WKB I would, News. Let me just say let me just say this. I would pay any money if anybody has any recordings of Tom doing oh, that. I was awful. There is no I, price too high to pay for that. Cole, thank you for the call. Thank we you, really Cole. appreciate it. We That's great. Scoot out of here. And uh, Tom, I can't thank you enough for for coming in this morning, spending some time and reminiscing. We could have done the full four hours with you here today, but I uh, I appreciate you uh, so much. I appreciate your friendship, uh, right all, all that you've you, done uh, on the air. I admire you so much, and um, you are I, so I just, kind. I just wish you nothing nothing but all the best. Thank you. I, I thank you. Thanks to my listeners, my viewers, Dean. You are a treasure. And I don't know anybody who works any harder than you do in this business. I don't know how you do it. And uh, you do it so marvelously. So to hear such kind words coming from you is uh, is something. Tom and Th- I will both be uh, spokespeople for Hair Club for Men. Exactly. That'll, that'll be our next uh, yeah. uh, project. You, you told me you're in parades and people mistake <laughs> you for all me. All the time. Because we both have <laughs> the all same hairline, the or lack of it. All, all the time. If they're not saying Billy Joel, they're saying, hey, Tom, nice weather today. Thanks for the weather today. I know. I, just, I don't even correct them anymore. I just thank them now. It's like, <laughs> Occasionally, I cuss somebody out, and they're going to blame it on you, but it's okay. That's so great. Tom, uh, Dean, thank- thanks for the chance to visit with you. Always a pleasure. Thank and, you so uh, much for coming continued in. Continued success, Dean. We we don't want to lose you, I'll tell you that. Well, we'll. Uh, I'm, I know that you and I will uh, be our, you know friends forever. That's we will. For sure. We will.